Alright, okay. Welcome to Back in My Room, the podcast by Imran Jomo, where I talk to myself and you listen. So yeah, I'm back for episode two. I'm hoping to be more consistent with this thing. I hope everyone listening is doing well, given the circumstances. Although it seems like in Nairobi, there are no circumstances. Everyone is just moving how they want to. (laughs) Okay, I'm starting this episode with football. Football, ah man, I'm so glad it's back, honest. I know it's been back for a minute, but this is episode two. So let's act like it's just been back for, (laughs) like it's just come back. So I'm really glad football has been back. Okay, let's clarify Premier League football. And yeah, I'm going to start with my lovely, lovely team. Chelsea Football Club. I actually had to redo the beginning of this podcast because I did not want to be clowned for sounding too optimistic about this team of mine when we just lost yesterday to West Ham. And... (sighs) I'm just laughing at myself because I let myself hope. I gave myself hope, Bana, because we started so well once the Premier League came back. Two wins in the Premier League, beat Leicester, we're in the semi-finals of the FA Cup. I'm like, you know what? You know what? Things are looking good. Things are looking good. And then Chelsea go ahead and, and beat Chelsea, don't they? I mean, what did I expect, though? Like, surely... I mean, winning against Man City and then losing against West Ham is the most Chelsea thing you can ever think of. (laughs) These bastards, they gave me hope and then they broke my heart. I mean, we had the chance to go third. We could have been like, bye-bye United, fuck off. But no, 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 no. We just like making life hard for ourselves, don't we? Don't we, Chelsea? Fucking hell, that game was painful to watch. And from the beginning, from the beginning, from the beginning, <laughs> um, from the beginning, your something just felt off. I don't know what it was, man. The thing is, with this Chelsea team, we can't defend for shit. We cannot defend. And that was plainly obvious in that game. First of all, we can't defend set pieces. It's every time we get, every time the opposition team has a corner or a free kick, like to 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 the side, I'm just like, oh Jesus Lord, please, oh Jesus Lord, please, please. I'm always praying because we can't defend set pieces. And that second goal that uh, West Ham scored, that Antonio goal. I mean, yeah, they play. That was a good set of. That was a good. Uh, run of play but oh my god the defending was appalling pathetic we seriously need new center backs i'm sick of that shit i'm sick of having such a okay i'm sick of having such a good attack because we do have a good attack man and it's about to get better i'll get to that soon but right now i just want to talk shit (laughs) we need new center backs if Rudy guys are our best defender, surely, no wonder we can't fucking defend, man. Rudy guy, this guy is a better agent than he is a centre-back. He got for us Timo Werner, somehow. I'm hoping he can, he can work some magic with Kai Havertz also. 
But dear Lord, we need new center backs. We need a new left back. Our attack is already basically sorted. But that defense is worrying. It is so, so worrying. I mean, there's that saying that a defense is what wins titles. And if we continue on this on this path of the inability to defend, we're not really going anywhere far, to be honest. But you know what? Besides, okay, I've gotten my rant out. <laughs> Besides all the things about Chelsea that really have pissed me off in the past day, <laughs> um, I have high hopes for, for next season. It's July what now? It's July 2nd. Is it July 2nd? As I record this, I'm not sure when this will come out. Hopefully July 3rd. Anyway, I do have high hopes for next season. And Timo Werner and Ziyech are officially Chelsea players. Officially. So niggas should start quaking in their boots. But the people are not ready for that attack next season. Werner, Hakim Ziyech. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness and apparently i'm seeing on twitter that we're about to make a bid for kai havertz if you don't know who that is please do some youtube scouting and look at this six foot two german gazelle play football <laughs> man that guy is, that guy plays so well and if we can get him in i will gladly see the back of gross barkley I tweeted the other day to piss off my new fans that Barkley is better than Bruno Bruno Fernandez, but that's bullshit. Like I was just fucking around, and Barkley, I would gladly see him leave Stamford Bridge if I'm being honest. And if we can get Harvard, if we can get a solid centre back, just one, just one, Kamocha to Kamocha, please, one solid centre back. And a left back and not Chilwell, please. I think <laughs> I think Chilwell proved that he's not really Chelsea material in that uh, FA Cup game. My lord, he was appalling. <laughs> he was appalling. Yeah, man, but I feel like if we can get in Kai Havertz, if we can get in a solid centre-back and a good left back, we're definitely title contenders for... For next season and i'm not even chatting shit i'm so serious and i feel like also um i'm making a prediction we're going to win the premier league in the next three to four seasons chelsea fc is going to win the premier league in the next three to four seasons with frank lampard at the helm mark my words i've said it but for now we need to focus on keeping our top four position. We need to keep Wolves and United away from us. Because right now they are napping at our heels and I don't like how it feels. I do not like it at all. So the second half of today's podcast is about taking breaks from social media. And I want to urge everyone who's listening to take a break once in a while, man. Like it's, it's so important. Especially with everything going on right now, you'll be shocked at how much good a break from social media will 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 do for you. 
so like i took a break for two weeks earlier this month because man i was i was going i felt like i was not i felt like i, I was going through a lot and i was i was really feeling so yeah that's how i was feeling oh wow i love this song i'm not gonna sing for you guys you don't have to worry i've been told i sound like a constipated frog which is a <laughs> bit offensive so to the person that usually tells me that kindly desist from calling me a constipated frog <laughs> but yeah man that's that's how i was feeling and yeah i feel like uh one of the best decisions I made this year was definitely taking a break for those two weeks because I made, not really I made, I learned such valuable things, which I'll get into later. But for now, I want to give you guys some food for thought. So there's a guy called Alan Levinovitz, who's an author and a professor of religious studies. But he made a really good point. And I'm really I'm gonna paraphrase what he said. I'll give you guys my own understanding. So basically, he was saying how information on social media is highly highly processed information, and the same way eating processed food is bad for your physical health. Consuming information the way we do on social media, in the form of tweets, Instagram posts. Uh, or whatever other way we do it, it's it's just as bad for your mental health because you're consuming highly highly processed information. It's just it's just unnatural. And if I'm being honest, yo, he has a point, and it's kind of sad how the worst way to communicate as humans has become the most common way to communicate. Like, as I said, it's so unnatural, man. And, like, there's no social cues. Um, it's harder to read context or to convey nuanced messages. Like, someone on the internet can just read a tweet or look at an Instagram post or look at your, your, your silly Instagram caption. Maybe that day you decided to... <laughs> maybe that day you decided to quote Drake on your Instagram caption. Or that day you just tweeted something and maybe you didn't explain yourself as well and it was taken out of context. And the really sad thing about social media is that someone can come up with a whole conclusion about who you are as a as a human being just from that just from that shit. And we've seen it so often with with cancel culture these days, like I feel like, first of all, cancel culture is the dumbest thing ever, but I'll probably get into that in another episode. My point here today is, like, someone can just take something that you said completely out of context and decide, oh, this is who you are as a person. And they're, they're really set in that opinion because they've read a tweet or they've, they've seen an Instagram post, which is just the dumbest shit ever, but you who is listening and i both know for a fact that this is how social media works and it just fucking sucks 
and the worst thing the absolute worst thing about this thing is the anonymity that it gives people like you can put uh, a profile picture of a fucking anime character or just any nonsense that you want and you can tweet the most racist the most hateful the most heinous shit out there to anyone and everyone and because you're behind a screen typing your your nasty ass thoughts you're not going to face the consequences of what you've said which I don't even know how else to say it man it just sucks it just really sucks cuz you know for a fact half the things that people say on the internet they would not tell someone they would not tell to someone's face and if they do <laughs> they get the shit beaten beaten out of them uh the, actually let me let me divert a bit there's this uh thread i watched on twitter of racists getting their asses beaten oh my god that's the most satisfying shit i've ever watched i've never watched a thread so thoroughly like every single video i watched till the end i was there <laughs> watching these white people get their asses whooped and oh my gosh it was glorious <laughs> but anyway other than that um i want to tell you guys so like why i took a break was cuz everything on social media at the time was contributing to my anxiety in a major major way i could barely focus on online school i mean online school already sucks but add that with how i was feeling at the time man i just couldn't function it was it was really shit and for me it's cuz i'm someone who cares about the world and everything going on in it a bit too much even when it's out of my control and i'll get triggered by things that i really can't do anything about like one thing i found myself doing at that time was i don't follow donald trump but i would find myself on this guy's twitter page reading all the bullshit that he says and asking myself why is this guy like this why was he elected as the president of the most powerful country in the world it just didn't make sense to me and it was man yeah let, let, let me not take myself to that dark place again but my point is um that's just that's who i am as a person and taking that break from social media really helped me like reset and like assess my brain and figure out really how i should be moving not just on social media but in the world in general to avoid feeling the way i was feeling and i came up with uh not really i came up with i learned a few i learned a few things excuse me wow i learned a few things on my break from social media and i really hope that you who is listening to this can can take some some lessons from it so like one of the first things i learned was i need to be careful about what i give energy on the internet not just not actually not just on the internet 
but I need to be careful about what I give energy in general because some shit is just not worth it. As I said, I'm asking myself now, why the hell was I going to Donald Trump's Twitter page and reading his tweets and, and getting triggered about them? Like that, I have not, I can't control that bigot. <sighs> okay. <laughs> I can't control what that guy says, what comes out of his mouth. So putting my mental energy focusing on why he's the way he is is just not worth it so whatever i hope that applies to you in the same way whatever you may be focusing on that you have no control over man just let it go live your life and just do you man i also realized that there's so many more valuable things that i could be doing with my time and probably you could be doing with your time too for example, I I realized that, as I said, uh, Twitter, Instagram, highly processed information. I dedicated a lot of time to, like, reading articles and reading books, the novels that I used to love reading. And I also just decided to. I love I love knowing things, so. I dedicated a lot of time to also just increasing my knowledge and just general self-improvement. And those are things that I value so much more than scrolling through Twitter and laughing at funny memes on Instagram. Although those things are fun, I'm not going to lie. There's just things that I value more in this world that I had lost sight of. And now, after taking that break, I was like, wow. I was, I was missing out on all these things that I love so much. And the same could happen for you if you just put that, delete that Twitter, delete that Instagram for even a week, two weeks, however long you need, and just be be present in your world, not the world in your phone. You know what I mean? So yeah, man, that's what I learned. I hope you guys took something from that and I really want to end that felt a bit heavier (laughs) I want to end this podcast on a on a on a brighter note and so as I was going through like I downloaded a few apps for articles and I was going through one of them (laughs) and I saw the funniest fucking story ever and I'm gonna (laughs) I saw the funniest story ever. And I'm going to read this thing for you guys to close today's podcast. To close, I'm going to read this thing for you guys to end today's podcast. So here we go. Sex addict sues Amazon-owned platform Twitch for $25 million because it has too many scantily clad gamers that left him excited and he injured himself. Oh my God. (laughs) Gamer, okay, let me go on. Gamer and self-proclaimed sex addict, Eric Estavillo is suing Twitch, claiming that the video gaming platform has too many scantily clad players. For those who may not know what scantily clad means, he means that there's a lot of female gamers who like showing their boobs 
as they play games okay maybe not so explicitly they show a lot of cleavage as they are playing their game so you're, you're you're trying to wonder or rather you're wondering am i watching am i watching you play a game or am i watching am i watching something else <laughs> so this guy said at the wait the article goes the players affecting estavillo all women Cause him to masturbate and hurt his penis, <laughs> according to the suit, which seeks twenty-five million in damages. Let me just tell you, Mr. Eric Estavillo. First of all, if you're a self-proclaimed, if you're a self-proclaimed sex addict, and you've you've nyongered your monkey <laughs> to the point where you've hurt yourself. Do you really think your monkey is worth $25 million? <laughs> and the weird thing I found about all of this, yo, this guy follows 786 female gamers. And what I'm wondering is, dude, like, there's so many other places on the internet where you can get your explicit content, let me call it. But this guy decided to go to Twitch. So this guy decided to sue Twitch. Obviously, it's going nowhere. He's not getting any money. He's injured his monkey. <laughs> oh, Lord help some people. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Back in My Room. I will be back soon. Trust me, I'm already working on episode 3. I hope you guys enjoyed this. I enjoyed making it. And peace.